If you're new to the Grand Life Podcast, I'm your host, Emily Morgan, and my husband and producer, Mike, is joining me as he does for every other episode, which includes a conversation about the previous episode. I also share an essay that I call The Stretch It Takes because it involves something that requires some flexibility in our lives. So I guess this week is a little different because it's a mashup of a few things, and I'm, I'm glad you're here today, Mike. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, hon. So today, uh, the first thing I want to talk about a little bit is the food allergies thing. Now, um, for the food allergies episode, we got a lot of listeners. I was kind of surprised by that. But uh, I didn't want to get too personal, but actually had to get pretty personal in the Stretch It Takes essay. Uh, So I had to call and ask permission from our oldest child to see if it was okay if we talked about all the digestive troubles that she had. I think our guests are up for the revealing of personal things, and certainly our listeners know that's kind of our brand. I mean, I I really, it's important to me as a producer that we as a team talk about things that sometimes are maybe a little awkward. Yeah, because it's important to be honest. I mean, what would this be if it was just a, you know, kind of a very skim the top of everything? It, It just wouldn't be what it is. So that's kind of why we do that. Do you recall that in our first season, one of our episodes within maybe the first six was a grandchild dying. Yeah. We started out early asking some really hard questions. Yeah. Not like this is anything like that, but it is difficult to, nego- to, to negotiate. When you're a grandparent, uh, and, and our guest Kelly pointed this out, you know, it's important that the grandparents be adaptable and flexible and willing to, for example, give up pistachios for a little while yeah. while their grandchild <laughs> who has a super uh, nut sensitivity is, is staying with them. Yeah, right. But well, I do try with our own children and our grandchildren not to write their stories, you know, as if it's my story. And I just think that's, you know, that's yeah. just being kind and and making sure that I ask permission if I'm going to do that. Mostly, though, today, we want to talk about our upcoming live video podcast episode where the topic is cooking with your grands. And, uh, Mike, it's really your big project since you're the producer. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what we can expect? Well, this is the first time for us on The Grand Life doing a live video podcast. And I'll say this several times just to kind of get you familiar. February 5th, Saturday at 12 noon. Saturday, February 5th, 12th noon, is when we're going to do this first-of-its-kind thing that we haven't done before. So you can eat your lunch while you're watching this live podcast. You can take a bath. You can <laughs> do anything you do want. a crossword puzzle if your eyes can go in different directions at the same time. <laughs> now, there are some podcasters who really do make a habit out of this. The, now, these are ones that are mainly interviews, so it's not a difficult thing technically to turn on cameras at both locations while they're conducting an interview. But because we do a bunch of editing on our interview recordings in the creation of an episode, it really doesn't lend itself to being live video. And frankly, I'm- It'd be pretty boring. For me, it's, yeah, right. (laughs) Totally with you on that. This time, though, we have come up with something fun to watch and a very relevant thing, too. We're inviting hosts of an internet cooking show to help us plan and work through a cooking project for you and your grandchildren. Our hosts are two chefs in a kitchen, 
And I don't mean that in the generic sense because their cooking show <laughs> is called Two Chefs in the Kitchen. Their show's carried on Beams, that's spelled B-E-A-M-Z, which is mainly live streaming shows about cooking and about travel topics. So how did you get to know them? Well, it's funny, you know, I got to know the two chefs in the kitchen through the one of the chefs, John, that's John and Patty and their brother and sister, because I work with John. That is really fun. And, you know, they're, they're actually from Atlanta. Is that right? Right. They're coming from Atlanta. Yep. Well, they're not coming from Atlanta. They're being zoomed in from Atlanta. Yeah, their cooking show is, is always shot or originated from John's Kitchen. And they have, they both have grandchildren. They do. And they come from a large Italian family. Yes. And they're going to tell lots of stories about their large Italian family while we talk. Um, they have a lot of really great things to offer. And as you can imagine, having been siblings and also grandparents and doing this thing for a long time, they are quite a pair. They're funny. <laughs> they They know how to talk a lot without talking on top of each other. Maybe that's a family thing. Maybe that's what you learn to do when you do a cooking show. They complete each other's sentences. They are great TV partners when it comes to this sort of thing. So I think we lucked out in being able to invite them and get them to come come on for this one little experiment we're going to do. Yeah, it's really fun. And I think they're going to do things that are really accessible. So they'll try to help us figure out how we would set our kitchen up so that we can cook with our grandchildren. And I'm actually very anxious to, to hear more about it because um, I can be a little bit too controlling in the kitchen, a little worried about, you know, what's going to happen. And uh, I did not grow up in a situation where um, my I cooked beside anyone, mm. like my parents or my grandmother. I wasn't, I was kind of on my own, so very independent cooker. And I'm anxious to see how this works with grandchildren. Well, did they model that for you? Were they independent kitchen operators as well? Well, and I think I've written about this before. My mom really didn't cook at all. I love to tell this story about how we went well, you were there when this happened, but we went to cook something in the oven and we went to heat it up after we had come. We were a young married couple. Uh, we came to visit. We, we, we put went the to oven on preheat. Put the oven on preheat, started to smell something. Paper it was burning. Like, what? Paper's burning. We opened it up and that's where they stored their paper towels. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it, my mom wasn't much of a cook. I think she was when I was really young because, I mean, think about it. Back when we grew up, there were very few restaurants that you would take your family to on a regular basis. And, you know, there, I remember when the McDonald's opened up down on Niagara Falls Boulevard in Buffalo, but that was like a big deal, like, a mm. you know, really bringing something in, take out. It was like pizza. So she would have subs. had to cook when you were very young. Yeah. And she, she would have gotten used to doing that without help because your dad didn't uh, right. help and you guys weren't old enough right. yet. And then from what I understand, my grandmother, who, who we did not live close to, um, she pretty much did everything and kept everything off limits to my mom, which has resulted then in her not being much of a cook because my mom didn't wasn't invited into the kitchen. So anyway, mm. John and Patty are going to invite us into their kitchen, and I'm really excited about that. And they both do cooking with their own grandkids. Yeah. So they're personally experienced in and invested in this thing that we're going to do. Yeah. So we, we you did kind of touch on this, but will Patty and John and uh, I be on camera? So here's the way that'll work. Because we're going to use Zoom, which is the 
virtual meeting service that you, in, in fact maybe your, your grandchildren may be using to do some of their virtual schooling. Because we're going to use that, we're going you're going to be on camera, I'm going to be on camera, John and Patty are going to be on camera. Our listeners, viewers, listeners, they're not going to be on camera. So, Yay. so you can uh, those of you listening in, that will join us Saturday, February fifth at twelve noon. Those of you who will join us, you, you can come in your pajamas. Yeah, uh, and and don't worry about the dog barking or, or or you know background noise because your camera and mic won't be on. Great. And how much does it cost? It is free. Yeah. There's no cost involved here. No cost. We we're doing this as an experiment. We just want uh, for there to be a little bit of community activity here. Yep. And what about signing up? Well, you don't have to sign up either. If you see any uh, announcements in social media, Facebook in particular, about this, there will be a link in there. You just follow that link when it's time to join. Now, we're going to do this, I've said this before, uh, Saturday, February 5th at 12 <laughs> noon. You probably want to connect a few minutes early just to make sure that if you need to install or adjust the Zoom app on your mobile device or on your computer that you've got time to do it before we start at 12 noon on Saturday, February 5th. Yeah. And that will be in our show notes yes. this time. And it'll be on our Facebook page. It'll be on our Instagram page. Actually, no, I don't think it can be on our Instagram page. Yeah, I don't think they allow that. But if you get on the Grand Life Facebook page, um, that's where you'll get the link. We're not asking for your email. We're not asking for anything. We're just wanting to, to do this as a fun thing. Well, you um, mentioned email. There might be a reason you'd want to give us your email. That is, if there's any recipe or um, uh, any any content, any document kind of thing that would come after this event, we can provide it to you. We just need your email to send it to you. So should we bring anything with us for the show? I don't think so. I no? think you can just show up and have an open, inquiring mind. And the reason I say that is if you if a question occurs to you while we're in the middle of the event, part of my job is to watch the chat window in Zoom and then bring those questions and comments forward into the conversation that you're going to have with John and Patty while they are doing their work in the kitchen. So there's a chat window, which is a place to keystroke questions uh, and and make comments on what it is that you're seeing. Uh, make sure that you you know figure that out and know where that is in Zoom, and then you can send questions in while we're doing the thing. Yeah, and I think probably a lot of you are familiar with this. I've seen it on uh, Instagram pages before where somebody's showing you how to use a hair product or, or makeup or YouTube anything Live, like that. And Facebook Live, they all have chat they all facilities. Have so this is the same kind of thing at the bottom of your screen. When you zoom in, you'll find this thing that says chat. Chat all along and we'll ask questions. So if you have a question like, oh, do you make your own tomato sauce? Or if you do that, uh, do you have to cover it or any of that kind of stuff? We'll be there to answer those questions, and John and Patty are really good at doing that themselves, but this time we actually get to be part of it. So I'm really I'm really excited about it. I'm pretty stoked. Me too. Um, is there a limit to how many people can join? Well, there is a limit, and so that's another reason why it might be a good idea to connect a few minutes early so that you can work out any technical bugs that you bump into as you're connecting with Zoom and so that you're sure to get a place at the table. The Grand Life video episode, Cooking with Your Grands, Saturday, February 5th at 12 noon. Make sure it's on your calendar. The 
week after that, Mike and I will debrief about how it went. In our chat, we'll talk about it, and we would love to have any feedback you have. So be ready to send an email to us at grandlifeconnection at gmail.com, or you can call us and leave a voicemail at 317-572-7876. Now here's a new invitation. If you have any desire to write a guest essay about your own experience cooking with grandchildren, this is for the Stretch It Takes essay. Please send an email or just send the essay. I usually write about 750 words. That's the word count. But sometimes it's longer, sometimes shorter. So if you have something you would like to contribute, I would love to have a guest essayist for that episode. It would help me so much. This is a help as well because I am going to have to spend some time now with my mom now that she's on her own. And if you've been following the Grand Life podcast, you know that my dad passed away a couple of weeks ago. And so I'm heading up to New Hampshire to spend some time with her. And uh, today in the stretch it takes, I put pen to paper to process how I'm feeling about it. As we said at the beginning of the episode, I try not to write about people without their permission, and I try to write about my own experiences, so I hope you won't think it's self-centered of me to write about my own grieving and not about the legacy my father left. I'm going to leave that to others and for maybe another time. I recently heard someone describe how the death of a parent left them with a freakish clarity about their own life. I could relate. So I know many of you can. The death of a parent brings a lot of things into perspective and into the clear light of day. The death of a parent elicits a challenge. What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life, writes the poet Mary Oliver. In this The Stretch It Takes, I try to answer that question for myself. But it's a question we all need to answer. So let's go to the mat and find out how flexible we really are and how willing we are to lean into the discomfort that follows the loss of a parent. Standing on the edge of the shore, I wait until the water pulls the sand out from under my feet. It creeps out from under me as the ocean fills the void. First my toes feel the loss, and then my heels. I lose my balance and step sideways to find another place for my feet to land. Then I repeat the exercise as the waves wash over my legs and catch me off balance once again. I am there right now in my life. I keep stepping sideways after the wave recedes and leaves me with no firm footing and the ground underneath my feet is replaced with a watery hole. My dad died this month, and within hours of the dreaded pronouncement, the signing of the certificate, and the final cause of death scribbled in pen, my two sisters and I started scrambling to figure out how to take care of my mom, who now stands adrift. That's the thing. You step sideways to get a grip, but there's really no balance, no firm place to land, no time to grieve the loss because a wave of responsibility sweeps you off your feet and you are unable to stand. You are compelled to move or you will fall. The water recedes and the spot is replaced with more water and then more sand. That, to me, 
is the essence of what is happening to us all as we age. As our parents pass, and as the generation ahead of us vanishes, they immediately and without ceremony get replaced. By necessity, we all have to fill in. We suddenly become the oldest, the grandparent, the great-grandparent, the one who is in some cases revered and in others ignored. We become the generation dependent on siblings for our shared memories because the parents, the aunts, the uncles are all gone. Now we take on the role of keeper of memories with no one to consult but our own forgetfulness. Another way to look at it, you are the understudy. The lead is suddenly unavailable and you are called in to play the part. Are you ready? Can you fill the void that is left by the more experienced generation before you? Will your interpretation of the role meet the standard that has already been set? Or can you bring your own spin to the part and make the show even better than it was? Will there be those who watch you and are sure that you won't be as good as the more renowned person who was originally cast? It's a frightening proposition. Or consider it this way. You're called off the bench at a baseball game. It's the final inning and there's no alternative. You need to come up to bat. You need to save the day. You, you need to make the run and win the game. But you have not had enough time to practice or work with the team and you don't feel qualified to stand at the plate. All eyes are on you. The pressure is immense. It is clear that you need help, but you are the one who is called upon to help. This is when it all becomes real and you become the person your parents have been and it's a little jarring. So many times I have stood in line at the altar at church waiting to kneel. I see an empty spot and before I head over to it, I think of the beauty of filling in a spot that was left empty by the person ahead of me. It seems symbolic to me. When the one before me exits, I enter. Someone recedes and I replace. It is the motion of the earth and seas, of the seasons, of our hearts. And I feel the emptiness more now because I have been called to fill it. If you consider the generations as a hierarchy, we are now at the top. The narrow space defines us, and I start to feel the squeeze of being the next. The next to carry the torch. The next when the torch goes out. I am confident in death. I know logically it will be my turn eventually, but now I feel the great need to be confident in life, what there is left of it. Suddenly, I am seeing my own mortality in numbers that feel palpable. Numbers that aren't that big. Numbers that match ones I see in obituaries. No one likes to talk about it. No one wants to be part of it. But there's really no turning back. Aging means more doctor's appointments, a failing memory, a changing body, hair loss, wrinkles, aching and sleeplessness. Not a great list of things to look forward to. So how do we handle this list? I guess we go forward acknowledging what's ahead, but instead of prematurely receding, 
I choose to step into the water, onto the stage, up to the plate, and onto my knees. There's no going back, but there is a way forward. I find friends, sisters, cousins with the momentum enough to want to head there with me, and we forge ahead together with all the gusto we can for the life that is left. And it can be a good one, all the way to the end. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, if nothing more than to keep in mind what we're doing in the present will affect the future. It's such a privilege to create a podcast for you that I'm hoping will make a difference in your life. If you have a chance to review the podcast so others can also enjoy it, please do so on the platform of your choice. And don't forget to join me on the Grand Life Facebook page or on the Grand Life Connection Instagram page. It's always great to connect with you. In the meantime, I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan, reminding you Saturday, February 5th at 12 noon is our live episode. And thank you for joining us in Living the Grand Life. Next time on The Grand Life. We were very fortunate enough to see both our granddaughter, who's the oldest, and then our grandson about a year later take their first steps on Facebook portal. I mean, how we lucked out to be able to catch those moments. They had a relationship with us at a year or a little over a year, and they really wanted to impress us. So mom and dad knew they were fixing to take those, and they'd been practicing but falling, but all all of a sudden they stood up and really looked at us and looked at mom and dad, and the applause and the clapping that happened, and they could do it, yay! That's next time on The Grand Life.